0: everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. This bonus episode is being dropped because of the latest updates, the 2022 winter release. <laughs> And you've probably taken a look already because it's already been almost a week since this dropped. I wanted this episode out last week, but in my experience, there are always a few extra updates sprinkled in outside of the official announcement of Airbnb. And I wanted to wait in case any of those little tweaks rolled out and I noticed some changes on the platform that weren't officially announced and um, good thing I did because I did notice some changes and one of them got me in big trouble this weekend, actually. So let's get into it. All right, first things first, let's break down the official winter release. There are 10 things that were dropped here and so I want to run through these first and then I'm going to tell you guys these little extra things that I'm noticing that are not my favorite. Okay, first off, Brian Chesky announced that there's going to be more air cover coverage, What it was before was up to $1 million, and they're upping that to $3 million, which frankly, you guys, with the rates of inflation, I mean, this is totally reasonable. No complaints here. Uh, Another really cool thing about this is that they are extending the coverage to things that may happen on the property outside of the home. So if something happens to the guest's car while they're parked there, or even their boat, if you have a I don't know, waterfront home, and they took a boat to get there. Airbnb is saying that up to $3 million, they will also include coverage for cars or boats that are damaged for your guests. So that's really cool. Again, this is one of those that they can announce it, but we have to see if anybody actually gets $3 million if if they deserve it. So we'll see how this claims process actually you know, plays out. That leads me into the second update in the winter release, Airbnb is saying that it is now easier to file claims, and this actually looks to be true. They've changed the resolution request dashboard, and so instead of, if you ever had to file a claim before, you saw that it was very open-ended. It was just kind of like, okay, send a request money, put in the date, put in when you think it happened, which reservation it was. Uh, You had to put in the dollar amount you estimate it was, add your documentation, put in the items that it was. Now it's very simple. It's just boom, 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 item by item. They walk you through. They'll calculate the total amount per item. So it is a lot more streamlined. And I really like this because, first of all, I think it makes it easier for the host. It also really breaks it down for the guest to see. I've ran into issues where if the guest left a huge mess, when you slap them with that final bill of, hey, I'm charging you $600 for this, it looks unreasonable. But this way, if it's kind of broken down by each little thing that you're charging for, I think it's a lot more digestible, not just to the guest, but I'm hoping that to the Airbnb rep. I'm hoping that this, when you, when the Airbnb rep gets this and is reviewing this request that you filed, they're not going to be like, oh, this is just some host who's just putting in some arbitrary amount because they're going to see the breakdown of each item that it was filed for. So, Fingers crossed that this really does make it easier. Well, I definitely think it will make it easier to file claims, but I also hope it makes it easier to get them paid out and that it's just, I don't know, a more efficient process for the guests that you're claiming against and for the Airbnb rep to see the breakdown of the claim. Next up, verified guests. This one is not going to seem like a huge change to people who already required guest verification, myself being one of them, but I actually think it is a really big help to us. So let me back up really quick and talk about what verified guests are. Airbnb previously allowed the option that you could require that your guests had to verify a government-issued ID, and I personally always required this of my guests. What was frustrating is sometimes I would get a request to book, and if somebody didn't have their ID verified, they were not able to use Instant Book, because that's one of the rules to Instant Book with me. So I would always have to tell them, hey, we, you know, we're open to hosting you, but can you please complete the ID verification process? And they always said, how did I do that? How do I do that? And I could never send them instructions on how to do it, because we're still in that pre-booking phase. And... When you're in that pre booking phase, you're not able to send links. And so I would just be like, I don't know, you know, Google it, like kind of like you have to figure it out because I can't send you instructions. And it was always super frustrating. Now, across the board, whether you required it or not, guests have to be verified in order to book anything on Airbnb. So for people who were not requiring guest verification, they may be annoyed by this because it's low key a barrier to getting bookings. But overall, I think that this is just going to improve the quality of the platform even more. So I'm stoked about this and really excited that I never again have to ask a guest to verify their ID. Now, if you are someone who uses Instant Book, listen up. This is very important. You might have to go make some changes to your listing like today because Instant Book has been switched around a little bit. So up till now, like we just talked about, One of the features that you could check off for instant book is that you require guests to have their identity verified before they can instant book. Now, since Airbnb is making everyone's identity verified, that's gone. Instead, there is an option where you can select that you only want guests with a good track record, quote unquote. This means you would only allow guests who have stayed on Airbnb without incidents or negative reviews Guests that have recently broken Airbnb policies or house rules set by hosts do not qualify as having a good track record. I personally will not be using this. I'm not going to check that off. Is it possible that this is going to send me some guests who have broken house rules? Sure. But what I don't like about this is that it restricts your listing to only being booked by people who have previously stayed on Airbnb right only allow guests who have stayed on Airbnb without incidents or negative reviews i get about half of my bookings every year from people who have never stayed on the platform before so i personally am willing to take the risk that someone who might sneak in a pet is going to book my place i'd rather not cut my bookings in half by 50% but this is a calculation you are going to have to decide for yourself I will link this below, but if you need to go make some updates to your Instant Book policy, go do so. And if you want to check off that you only want good track record guests, make sure you check that off. One more update about Instant Book is that the pre-booking message is now gone. Why? Don't ask me. Couldn't tell you. What possible reason Airbnb would have for not wanting to communicate some info up front to your guests is beyond me. I would think that the sooner we can set expectations, the better but they got rid of it. And so now, instead of a pre-booking message, if there is some info that you want communicated with your guests as soon as possible, that would come in right after they book. So you can schedule that as an automated message to be sent out by Airbnb. So that's one more thing. If you do have a pre-booking message right now, go into your instant book settings. Again, I'll link it here, but make sure you update that ASAP because right now guests are going to be booking your places and not seeing any of that information unless you go program this to be a scheduled message. Really frustrating. I don't know why they took this out. Let's keep going through these updates and see if there's some ones that are good enough that make up for this. Next up, reservation screening technology. Airbnb has announced that they are now doing a more thorough version of screening your guests. I am not sure what this will look like. This is probably some proprietary algorithm they've come up with, so they haven't really released any info on what this looks like, but I hope that we love it. I'm thinking that this is going to piggyback off of what we've already seen. If you've ever gotten that message when somebody tries to book like, one night on a Friday or Saturday on a holiday weekend and they just cannot book because there's a message that says, this inquiry was blocked due to potential spam. If you've ever gotten that message, it's so frustrating, especially when you feel like the guest is not spamming you and they really just want a place to stay for one night and you cannot override it. The guest can't override it. Nothing. Airbnb will not work with you. So I think that this is a piggyback off of that, which... You know, there are cases where that party, that suspected party booking thing has bothered me. But again, this is another one where I just kind of defer to Airbnb, like for the good of the platform, if this raises the quality overall, and we have to sacrifice a couple bookings here and there, I will, I will play that game with them. Okay. So that's, that's how I feel about this one. Hopefully this reservation screening technology is an improvement and we are actually getting, only bad potential guests blocked and not good ones that's that's my hope here all right next up Airbnb is announcing that there's going to be ground rules set for your guests I'm not sure if I'm missing something here but I don't really know what the announcement is Um, in the video of the winter release which I will link below by the way if you want to go watch it for yourself I encourage that just in case I misconstrue anything here hear it directly from the horse's mouth But anyway, in that video, Brian Chesky says that there is now the rollout of something called ground rules, where guests will get suspended if they are disrespectful repeatedly. And anytime they book, they're going to see a pop-up that says, ground rules, we require that guests treat every home with respect. Uh, Is it just me, or did... I already thought that we had that. Like kind of scratching my head because I'm like, oh, were my guests not required to treat my home with respect for the last five years that I've been hosting? Cool. Um, But I've always been under the impression that if I had a really bad guest, I could get them blocked off the platform. So maybe now they're just officially putting it in writing. Uh, I I feel like this has always been a thing. So if anyone has any other insight on here that I'm missing, let me know. But to me, this one is not groundbreaking in any way. All right, next up, more detailed guest reviews. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love this. I love this. Bravo, Airbnb. Uh, Thank you for listening. This is is one of my favorite things of this entire release, more detailed guest reviews. The way that it's going to work now, you know that all you could really do was just write that vague paragraph about guests and oh, it was so frustrating because guests were able to review you on value, location, price, cleanliness, communication, overall. There was all these categories that guests could rev- review you on. But for us reviewing them, it's just that little paragraph and uh, overall cleanliness and observance of house rules. And that didn't account for anything like oh gosh, when somebody sneaks in an unapproved pet or smokes or stays late past checkout or just asks a ton of questions. And sometimes the way that people are as guests, it's not like black and white breaking a rule. So you don't want to ding them for that. Maybe they didn't leave a mess mess, but they also didn't take out the trash or something that you ask. And oh, I'm just so happy with this change. It's just so much easier to review guests now and you're actually able to check off, hey, they stayed late past checkout. They brought in an unapproved pet. And I just love that because sometimes if the guest brought an unapproved pet, but the pet didn't cause any damages, I just wouldn't mention it. But there was always something in my gut that was like, ugh, like I would have liked to have the heads up that this is the kind of guest that would bring an unapproved pet. But I also don't want to, just leave them a bad review just for that when they left everything nice. I'm really, really happy that we can now specify exactly what the problems with them were and do it in a way where it's not like us nitpicking in a petty little paragraph, but the boxes are there and they are pre-written for you to just check off what, if any, issues there were. Future hosts are going to be able to see these reviews and so this is obviously going to take a while to come into effect because right now, none of the potential guests booking our places would have reviews like this. So it's really going to take the adoption of hosts to take this one seriously and leave these thorough reviews. But my hope is that in about six to 12 months, we start getting guests that have previously stayed in an Airbnb, gotten a more thorough review, and we really have more insight into them as guests. I'm very excited for this one if hosts take it seriously and do their part to leave these accurate reviews. All right. Next up, speaking of reviews, Airbnb is saying that they are making it easier to remove retaliatory reviews. All right. This is one I, I don't know, you guys, it sounds great. I'm skeptical at the moment. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm skeptical. Let me tell you a little backstory. A couple months ago, I had two back-to-back retaliatory reviews, like within a week of each other on separate units. And actually, I'm wrong. It was three now that I think about it, which is funny because I always say that bad guests happen in threes. There we go. proved my own rule. So I had three retaliatory reviews that all happened within about three or four weeks of each other on three separate units. And I, for the life of me, could not get them removed. And I have never had issues getting unfair reviews removed in the past. Never. And keep in mind, I, I use my discretion here, okay? I've gotten the review that says this place wasn't as clean as we would have liked, and I asked my cleaner, and they honestly tell me, yeah, you know what? We kind of dropped the ball that day. We were in a rush. I will never call Airbnb to fight a review like that. I own it. I grow from it. We put things in place to improve on that. I am very fair about the times that I call Airbnb. And I had three reviews in a row that were just so petty and specifically because the guests wanted refunds that I didn't give them. I could not remove these reviews. In the past, the review removal process was this. Call Airbnb, get someone on the phone, explain the situation to them. If they agree with you and you can show... A back and forth message thread of the guest asking for money and saying they'll leave a bad review if you don't refund them. Airbnb sees that. Perfect. Case closed. Review removed. Easy. I've never had issues getting retaliatory reviews removed. All of a sudden, this was August or September. Every person I called, and this was three different times back to back, got a new person each time. They all told me that I had to request to remove the review through some sort of process. They sent me a link and I had to fill out some sort of form there. And now I think that they were rolling out this update slowly a few months ago and maybe testing it out with certain accounts. And I remember asking all three of the Airbnb reps I talked to, what is this form? I've never seen this before what is this process? How do I know that this form is actually going to end up somewhere and be read? Can't I just talk to you? And all three of them said, oh, this is the policy for review removal. And I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. I've been a host for four and a half years and no, it's not. And they all were like, yes, this is the process. And I specifically asked them, when did this become the process? I've never seen this. And they all said, this has always been the process. So I was getting fed straight up lies, okay? This was back in August and September. Now I see this winter update and I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. They were slowly rolling this out. Um, So I'm a little upset because my first taste of this was horrible. I was not able to get those three reviews removed. They still live there and I'm pissed about it. So my first taste of this was really, really bad, all I can say here is I hope that they spent the last couple months. Again, my first experience with this was end of August, early September is when I had these bad reviews. It was it was not great, but it's been almost three months time. So let's hope that in that time, things were improved. If anyone else has tried getting a retali- retaliatory review removed in the last few months, and if you've had success, please let me know. Maybe I just was filling something out wrong. I, I don't know, you guys. I don't want to sugarcoat this one. Like, it sounds great. Easier time removing retaliatory reviews. Love that if it actually works. But I'm... I'm skeptical, and I think this is one that as a, as a team, we're going to have to report back to each other how the process of this happens, if any of us are unfortunate enough to have to try and go through this process. Let's hope they worked out the kinks and that this is going to be super seamless, but gosh, I just want to brace you guys. I think that I had a taste of, of this feature being tried a few months ago, and it sucked. So fingers crossed on this one. All right, moving on. Next thing that they announced is fast pay. This is actually pretty cool. You are now going to be able to receive your payouts within 30 minutes of them being issued. Uh you do have to pay a 1.5% fee on these with a max of $15 being pulled out. I think we've all seen that technically Airbnb tells you that they issue the payout 24 hours after the guest checks in, but really that money does not hit our account until Three to five days later, and if it's a holiday, don't even get me started. It seems like it's a week later. So um, I think for a lot of people, this is gonna be a really cool feature. 1.5% fee is not that bad, max of 15 bucks. If you if you need the money quickly, that's gonna be a lifesaver for you. All right, next up is the ability to see which categories you're in. Yes. Okay, you guys know, I know that Categories is a controversial update that came out in the summer release, and it seems to me like half the hosts hate it, half of them love it. I love it. I think that this is completely disrupting the travel industry, and it's just making Airbnb such a unique site still for guests. Airbnb is such an innovator in this industry, and I think that this is a really cool way for people to travel instead of by looking by location... Guests can now look for certain properties in certain categories. And I love this. I just think that it makes Airbnb so much more accessible to the average host. Uh, You know, if, if you were hosting in Yucca Valley or 29 Palms, you probably were not getting that much visibility. Everybody was searching Joshua Tree. But I think now when people just look up desert homes, Yucca Valley and 29 Palms are still desert homes. I think that it makes it so much more accessible for hosts that Couldn't afford real estate in these prime locations and had to go a little bit outside. So, I'm not turning this into a love fest on categories. There's a whole other episode on that. I can link that below if you want to go check that one out. But I am happy to see that Airbnb is committed to categories and that they added six new ones because I really, really love this feature all around. And Also, like I said, they are now making it possible for you to see which categories you're in, which I think is great. So there was a lot of uh, confusion with the previous update, with the rollout of categories on where people would sit. Now you're actually going to be able to see it. And these are the six new categories that have been added. New, these are any homes that have been uploaded to Airbnb within the last 10 weeks. Top of the world, this is really cool. This is homes that sit above 10,000 feet sea level. Trending. I don't know what factors are going to play into that to make a home trending, but that's a cool one. Adaptive. I love this. So this is if you have, you know, a wheelchair accessible or handicap accessible property, there's now an entire category to search for adaptive homes. Private rooms. I just think it's such a Cool throwback to include this one. I think that only 6% of all Airbnbs worldwide are private rooms. All the other ones are entire homes, but this is how Airbnb started. So I think it's nice that they put a category in there that is just true to their roots and how this whole company was founded. Play. This is the one I am so excited about. Personally, I will not be in the play category, but I have done dozens if not over a hundred consultations with people that I know listeners of this show that will fall in this category. So they added the play category, which is for any host who has a basketball court, mini golf course, or game room. I have done so many consultations with hosts that have the coolest game rooms ever. And we sit down to talk and they're like, okay, this is going to help me get booked, right? People can filter by game room and I'm going to get all these bookings and I'm like, I'm sorry to break it to you. But no, there's not really a way for game rooms to stand out on the platform. You can put it in your listing title. You can add it to your photo captions to try and get those keywords in there. You can take really sick photos of your game room and put those as your cover photos. But there wasn't really a way for people to search by game room. Now, officially, you can. You'll be in your own category. I'm so stoked for this. I I just I personally know so many hosts that I've worked with that this is going to be a game changer for Pun Intended. So really really happy about that category. Um personally also I would have loved a haunted houses category. You guys know my affinity for Halloween, haunted houses. You can go back and listen to the entire spooky haunted houses episode if you want. But yeah, maybe maybe next year. Maybe next Halloween we'll get that as a as a little surprise. The last portion of the 2022 winter release that was announced kind of separately, but kind of together, is the Ask a Superhost program. And this is one that is near and dear to my heart. The Ask a Superhost program has actually been around for over a year now, and it's evolved. It used to be the ambassador program, and it's kind of shape-shifted. And I am actually one of the OG Airbnb ambassadors I've been an Airbnb ambassador since August 2020. The program looked very different back then, but it has now evolved into the Ask a Superhost program and was officially part of the winter 2022 release. So let's talk about what this is. If you are already a host, this is not going to help you. So you can skip forward a couple minutes. But if you are listening to this because you are planning to get your first Airbnb up and running please listen closely because you will benefit immensely from this. The Ask a Superhost program is a 100% completely free to you as a new host program. You can go onto the Airbnb platform, and when you start creating your listing, you'll get matched with a superhost. These are experienced hosts. It's not just that if you're a superhost, you're eligible for this. You have to have a certain number of listings, certain number of reviews, a high enough rating for your reviews, and just all around have maintained really good response rates and just been been one of the top performing hosts on the platform. So I'm very, very honored to be in the Ask a Superhost program. And one of the big changes with the winter release, which... Again, the average host isn't going to see, but there were a ton of upgrades made to our Ask a Superhost dashboard, and so the resources that we are now able to offer brand new people listing for the first time got so much better. It's so much easier for me to serve as an Airbnb ambassador and really hope, really help new hosts to the best of my ability. We've got a ton of resources that we can send your way. This is a cool one and. Please note that this is a temporary thing, so I, if you're listening to this in the future, this may have been pulled already, but one thing that we are allowed to offer the new hosts that we work with is free professional photography on their listings. You guys know how I feel about professional photography. If you work with a super host to set up your listing, we are able to offer that to you. It's only in select markets and only for a limited time. So again, if you're listening to this in the future or you end up being in a market that it doesn't work with, I'm sorry to have gotten your hopes up, but it's so cool that we're able to offer these perks to these brand new hosts and just really hold their hand through setting up their first listing. Anybody who's an experienced host listening to this, I know we've all been there and we all had so many jitters and nerves when launching our first listing. And I love being able to just handhold people through this experience. So I will put my personal referral link in the show notes below. If you use that, you guarantee that you get matched with me as your super host. If you don't use that and you don't want to work with me, that's fine. All the other super hosts out there are wonderful and I personally know so many of them and and can vouch that all of them are doing a great job. So if you don't want to work with me, no hard feelings. You'll get randomly assigned to someone and they're all great. But I would, of course, love to be the one to help you out. So I will put my link below if you do want to get matched with me. I also want to talk about this update. This was updated a week before the official winter release. I don't know why they did it separately because they virtually came out at the same time, but... For whatever reason, Airbnb announced this one particular update a week early. And that is that you can now check what are they calling it? Let me pull this up. I don't want to butcher the name of what this is. Display pricing. There's now something called display pricing, which means that your guests, when they're viewing a potential booking at your property, can see the entire place that they're going to book up front. Service fees, cleaning fees, pet fees, anything, all up front, all included. I love it. I love it. I love it. What is not to love? I have seen some hosts online hating on this. You guys, why? The only, enlighten me, okay? The only possible reason I could think that a host would object to this is if their cleaning fee is just stupid high like to the point where you're just ripping off your guests. That is the only reason I feel like you would have a problem with that. There are some hosts I know who are trying to, you know, advertise a lower nightly rate, but bake in higher costs into their cleaning fee so that they can get guests to click on their listing with that lower nightly rate. And like, I don't hate that because, you know, you were playing the game like, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? So if if Airbnb set it up in a way where having a lower nightly rate helped you out, I think that's fine. But you obviously have to make up your costs. So you put it into your cleaning fee. But I don't think just because you were doing that then doesn't mean that this is a bad update. This is a great update. Think about yourself from the guest perspective. How annoying is it to click on something that tells you it's $199 a night And then by the time you're done checking out, you're spending $700. You want to see upfront what you're spending. This is going to make guests so much happier and create loyalty on the platform, have guests repeatedly booking more often. I think that this is such a good update for guests. And in my opinion, any update that's good for guests in the long term is good for hosts. It means more bookings for us, and that's what we want. So if you are a host that's been using that strategy, you know, good for you. I think that you were you are using the Airbnb platform strategically, it's time to adapt now. It's not going to be a good look when your cleaning fee is way, way, way stupid higher than your nightly rates. So just level everything out a bit. That's it. This doesn't have to be panic-inducing. This is great. Guests are going to love it. It's building more trust in the platform. Adapt. You'll be fine. This is a great update, and I'm really, really happy with this one. And now, like I teased at the beginning, there is something that I'm not so happy with and Airbnb I hate you for making me have to for making me have to talk shit on you right now but there has been one change that is so so bad whoever came up with this change is so obviously not a host it just hurts me okay who whose idea was it to mess with the way our calendars display on the mobile app who I want them fired I want them fired, and I want them hanged in the town square for treason, okay? This was so, so dumb, you guys. Explain to me why I cannot see who is checking in today. Why can I not see who is checking into my property today? What? What? And this one already got me in trouble on Saturday. I had three check-ins on Saturday. I sent two check-in instructions that morning completely missed the third one until my guest was standing on the front porch and messaged me and said, Hey, uh, where are we supposed to look for check-in instructions? And I was like, Oh my God, I never sent them. Thank God the property was already clean. We always prepare our homes the moment that the previous guest checks out. So, you know, the cleaner had already came and went, everything was perfect, but I had no freaking clue that I did not send them their check-in instructions. It was no big deal. I played it off and just said, Oh my gosh, I never hit send on this. Here you go. Easy. They were in. But h- what if they were checking in at 11 p.m. at night and I was asleep and didn't hear my phone? Or, it, you know, it was freezing cold or they didn't have service. I always like to send the check in instructions when they are down the mountain still and haven't started driving up. This was, this could have been so bad. I just, I. It just blows my mind how in companies this big, like someone obviously came up with this idea, but then how did it go past the chain of people who were like, yep, sounds good. Yep, sounds good. Yep, sounds good. Let's just not tell hosts who's checking into their property today. Love it. Oh my gosh, you guys. Here's how I'm counteracting this. First of all, I'm going to pray that someone at Airbnb wises up real quick and changes this. But in the meantime, I am officially going to add a PMS, a platform management software. I have not needed one up until this point because PMSs are really good for somebody who's listed on Airbnb and Verbo and Booking.com because you have to have a way to manage all those calendars so they don't double book. I am exclusively on Airbnb, so I haven't needed a PMS. At this point, I need one because I have to have another platform that's going to read the information from airbnb and dumb it down in a simpler more user-friendly way and this way i can officially automate those messages so that i'm not going to accidentally miss sending check in instructions but it's automated from the pms it's frustrating i did not want to have to do it because you do have to pay for those extra services and if i was able to manage it all on airbnb i wanted to keep it that way but it is time Natalie Palmer is on the hunt for a PMS. I'm pretty sure I know which one I want to use, but maybe this is something where um, we can go through this process together. I will shop around for some different ones, try some different demos, find my favorite one, and maybe whoever I pick, we can have someone from that company jump on the podcast and educate you guys on the benefits of that particular PMS and go from there. So Airbnb, after five years of me exclusively only using you, I now need to integrate another software, which annoys me, but I hope that I find a really good user-friendly one, and maybe I will wish that I had done this sooner all along, but oh my gosh, God, for the love of God, can someone at Airbnb tell me who is checking into my property today? This This is so dumb.